You're listening to The Comedy Cellar, live from the table, on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. Here we are, well, this is The Comedy Cellar Show on Sirius XM 99 Raw Dog, or something like that. This is Dan Natterman, and the reason you hear my voice is because, once again, Noam Dorman is, uh, neglected his duties as a host, and he is in Fort Myers, Florida, I believe, this week, on vacation. Ooh. A couple of weeks back, he was in Vegas. Lynn Coblitz just arrived. Lynn, have a seat. We just started. I'm just doing the introductions. Uh, I'm here with uh, John Fish, Joe Lisk, and Lynn Coblitz. Uh, I wanted to open things up with uh, some news about Joe. Oh, first of all, Joe Lisk, uh, a compliment for you. I was just talking to Esty. Esty yeah, I was talking to Esty. Esty is the woman that books the room, for those listeners that may not know. Uh, and I was talking to her just before the show. Uh, and she said that you've gone from like, like a three to an eight. Like your your comedy, well, whatever she said, she's, your comedy has take you've taken it to the next level. Oh well, that according makes me feel Esty. good. That makes me feel I good. I didn't take it seriously, but according to Esty, <laughs> I mean, she's using you a lot more. Is that correct? Uh, yes, that is correct. So, so oh, thank you, thank you. That makes me feel good. And uh, yeah, I've been working hard and well, trying and. Uh, I've been working real hard trying to get my hands clean. You dive that dusty road from Monroe to Angeline. Well, I don't know anything about uh, about that, but uh, but one thing I learned recently about Joe List is that he's. Did you know he was engaged to be married, Lynn? Yes, and when you're on tour with him, he talks all the time about making love to his fiance. <laughs> well, it's something that's very exciting. It's near and dear to my heart, making love. You know, if you get, when you get laid, you get excited. So I like to tell people. Well, I, I had I, sex. Uh, well, but making love is not just sex; it's making love. Now, do, and he says making love. He like he doesn't say like finger banging or whatever. He says making love. I'm a very respectful person, <laughs> as John Fish knows. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, do you make love or, or do you do you? The times I've seen it, yeah. Is it love making? Yeah, yeah we yeah, create yeah. love uh, for the purpose of entertainment. Well, love making is soft and sensual and romantic, and there's no nobody banging on the door saying we're closing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't think love making is always soft and sensual. Yeah, I, I mean, mean it's always de- sensual, but I don't think it's always. I soft. think by by definition, love making is is, uh, is is you know connotes a certain degree of romance, mm. and 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 I don't think, for example, if it's doggy style. In my mind, when I hear the word love making, I'm not thinking doggy style. I'm thinking, really? No, I'm not. I'm thinking. Mich- I, well, I think you can be. I think you can do it like where someone's behind you, and it can be love making. It doesn't have to be like doggy style, like pound pound pound, but. They can be behind well, you. You're up on your knees, and they're behind you. That's still really getting making. right into it, aren't we? <laughs> well, you you mentioned making love. <laughs> That's Joe, sensual. Joe don't mentioned you think? making love. Well, I, I no, but not the way I see it. But if you view it that way, that's fine. I think love making. I think what we can all agree on is that making love is sensual. Well, I think we can all agree that making love is is a subjective call. But it's not mission. I don't think just just missionary. Yeah, but in my mind, when I think of making love. I think of soft missionary. I think of Barry White playing. Yeah, yeah. but it's, it's all in the, the way you say it. Oh, when you said it like that, making love. But you might Dan, not. You're gonna yeah. make, no, one, no one's going to want to make love with you. I, I don't make love. I fuck. I bang. <laughs> <laughs> all right? You bang to bang? I, 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 I get busy. <laughs> now, can it be making love if the woman is uh, stimulating her own clitoris, which is important in uh, lovemaking? Am I correct about that, Lynn? To get a proper orgasm going. Honestly, I don't understand that all. Like to me, making love is um, 
is when you're emotionally connected and and then it doesn't matter how you're doing it. It's I just agree. that you're connected with the person. Right, and, and it's hard to be connected when you don't can't see their eyes. And no, I disagree. Oh, the back I of the disagree. head can be quite engaging. Oh my god, you can hold on to people from behind. Like there's so much sensual, great neck kissing, and I think you mm. can be so connected without having to look in someone's eyes like a creep, John. Like I don't think you have to. I thought that's where you were going, where you were saying caring. if you can't see them. Uh, no, I, don't, I think you. I think you. If you're connected and your minds are connected, then anything else is like. It should just be fun and exciting. Well, I, I guess we can all agree that making love is, is different for different people. Yes. Um, can you have anal making love? I don't think so. No, I don't what think about, so. What about homosexuality? Yeah, well, obviously they can. All right, so you can then. I don't think straight people have anal making love. Uh, straight people well, cannot. I don't want to sound homophobic, but... As a girl, I'm <laughs> telling you, it hurts like... It really hurts, and it's not. It you feel all freaked out about it. It hurts as a boy as well. Now, what were you going to say? There's something homophobic. <laughs> no, I, it sounded I, I, like. Not, I don't want to be homophobic. I hear a guy talking about making love to another man. I, I I'm, you know, it's. Uh... You find it a tad off-putting. I'm, I'm getting. I'm not off-putting. I just find the terminology odd. Oh, I see. I have nothing wrong with two men having sex. I have nothing uh, against it. But I don't it. think it's just the sex. The, like, making love it connotes an, an, like an emotional attachment. This is what you guys are... Well, look, it, to me, it connotes an emotional attachment and no butt. But, uh... <laughs> that, really, that, no butt at all. Like, you don't even let a girl put a little pinky in your bum or... Well, I, I certainly do, but we we're not making love. <laughs> she can put anything she wants in there. But, but don't call it making love. Call it really? Get, call it getting freaker. <laughs> making love to me sounds like you're cleaning up your joke. You know what I mean? It's like that's I I don't. Well, it also I, don't, like, I find it an antiquated term. Look, almost. It's, uh, it's it's something we used to sing about back in the '70s with quite great frequency, and nobody does anymore. Right. Every song in the '70s was about making love, if you recall. Ktel Records, you know. I just think making love is like a whole. Well, I don't it's want to. got foreplay involved, and it's just a, it's just the whole thing. Well, I guess again, it's different things for different people. But I, I would like to get at my main point, which is that is that uh, Mr. List is engaged to be married. Yes. And is it one of these engagements that never actually happens? No, we have a date, August nineteenth of twenty. This year, twenty seventeen. Bam. Yeah, it's happening. Well, we're, we're, we're down and dirty. we got a hotel discount out there right now. You can use the code. Call in now. <laughs> use the promo code, folks. Everybody's invited. That's horrible, and, uh, Sally. Well, no, uh, I, I'll, I don't need to be invited. Obviously, we are friendly. We I, are friendly. Um, we might even be friends on a certain level, but I don't think I'm wedding level <laughs> for you. So, so don't feel bad. Um, I if don't, you don't think it does. What's that you said? Do you feel bad? No, I don't feel bad. I'm not inviting Dan. I don't know who you're friends with. Who's going to be your, uh, the comics that come? Uh, a lot of comedians. I mean, uh, well, I got my little gang: Phil Hanley, Mark Norman, Sam Marill, Gary Veter, John Fish will be getting an invite. Uh, who else? Uh, some of the bigger names will be Colin Quinn, Nick DiPaolo, Gary Gullman, people of this sort. Who's the best man of that crew? My friend Derek Walsh. He's the oh. last civilian friend. The last civilian friend. Yeah, I love he's it. well, that's a an funny interesting. Man. You know, that's an interesting thing we can get into. A civilian friend. Now, civilian is a term that. Comedians will often use to describe those who are not comedians or those who are not in show business in a more general sense. Yes. Well, he might be your closest friend, but also it's a good out. 
too, so you don't have to be like, I didn't have to decide between any of the comedian friends. I just have this, because I have a brother, so I have a good out, too. Yeah, brother is good. Yeah. What's interesting is my, my best man to be is a huge comedy, he's a comedy nerd to oh, the so level gonna, that I am. He's so going to geek out. He's going to be giving a speech to many of his uh, favorite comedians <laughs> and idols, people that he listens to daily. Which is interesting. Oh, that sounds aggravating. So uh, <laughs> now, Lynn, you have a good a good deal of civilian friends. I do. I have. A, I think I have a nice mix. I don't. I'm not sure. I have friends. one. I I have actually quite uh, very few. In fact, I have very few friends, and I only have maybe five people that I would say I, not even like three people that I would call up just to talk with, which to me is the highest level of friendship. Mm -hmm. To call them up just to have a conversation with. But yeah, Lynn, sure. are your friends from? Working like are they like uh, people that you've met through the shows that you've done and stuff like that? Like not comedy shows, but like your TV stuff. Um, no, because I wouldn't consider those civilians. You wouldn't. Okay. No, I think if you're in the business, you're in the business. Got a it. civilian is anybody that's not in show business. Which yeah. people are getting offended by that term now. Well, in they this have PC gotten offended because they say it's like it's it's insulting toward veterans. Because, right. You know that we're 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 proclaiming ourselves non-civilians and. And and uh, I don't know. It's just so. Word so what does that mean? Now we're not allowed to talk about bombing or killing or anything well, on stage. <laughs> I, I don't disagree with you, but I, people have taken issue with that word. It's yes. a metaphor that's uh, been used yeah. forever. It's people a, need to get the fuck over themselves. Well, I, I people don't need to take it down a notch I don't with the crushing. I don't disagree with you. Run yeah, the killing exactly. on stage on Facebook and, and stuff. Right. I, um, it's like you can't be crushing when there's no audience that we can see in the picture that you've posted on Instagram. <laughs> And speaking of uh, speaking of Lynn's friends, this is a good segue into your. your uh, I, I knew you were going to mention. Well, this. if you want to discuss it, uh, apparently you were hanging out here with Brooke Shields the other night. I wasn't here, oh, unfortunately. Wow. I didn't. That's why. Get to and, meet and her. I think that's why you invited me on tonight because you thought I was going to bring Brooke. Well, I had said to Stephen Calabria, <laughs> I said Lynn had talked about coming on with Brooke, and he called you up and he said, "Well, Lynn can't come on with Brooke. Lynn can come on with Lynn." I, I would bring her. She's just out of town. Okay, I thought you had mentioned, but you didn't. But that's okay, and and uh, <laughs> I, I do want to meet her, though. I wasn't here that night. Um, I just think it's funny because I'm like, I was excited to be invited on the show, yeah. and it's like, oh, and, and are you gonna bring Brooke? I'm like, um, no. He told me no, I can I, only come I, on if I, I brought I, fish. So I, I didn't say, <laughs> I didn't tell him to say that. I said Lynn had talked about coming on with Brooke. Okay. Oh boy! Well, you this know. is uncomfortable. Mm. Well, now I. I'd am. rather make love to fish than uh, hear this uncomfortable. <laughs> no, I. I mean, well, no, how, I, how did this friendship come about? We were. Um, I think. Were you there that night at, at Madison Square Garden? I was opening for Louis C.K. I believe I was. And uh, Brooke was in the audience, and she came backstage because she knows Louis and um, said hi and everything. And then I walked by, and she was like, "Oh my gosh!" Told me she really liked the set, and then I. Of course, I'm a fan as well, and and know her from having met her on other things that she didn't remember me from. Of course, <laughs> like like when I did radio show with Jenny McCarthy, like she didn't remember me really from that. But you know, she's sweet and kind, so she pretended like she did, but oh. I knew she didn't. And um, and I, just weirdly, it was one of those things where I was like, "We're gonna go get a drink. Do you want to come?" Which I don't think I would ever ask a celebrity to do that. I just had a. I just connected with her. I liked her right away. And um, she was like, yeah, we might. Because she never really gets to go out because she has kids. And um, they came out. And uh, I don't know. Now we're in like, we're like, you, know, you guys know, like, bro, like bromances. Yeah. We, yeah. We're totally like, we, it's the funniest thing. We're like in this honeymoon stage of girl friendship. Oh, that's is, is, she your most, is she your most famous uh, friend, would you say? Um... Well, I mean, Joan Rivers and Melissa Rivers were pretty famous friends. 
um, alive friends. I mean, I guess. Yeah, I mean, whose like phone number I have, who I would just call. To yeah, call. I guess so. Because um, I was gonna say no. I mean, there's Caroline Ray and people like that. But but yeah, for for just to just to call and say, oh hi, how what you doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably right now. I think mine mine would be Dove Davidoff, which is very low. <laughs> on the, uh, but 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 uh, I'm not saying it's. Uh, you know, it's I, a fun I, phone call. Well, you know, I'm. Yeah. I, um, well, I consider Louie a friend, but like I don't have his phone number. Do you know what I mean? But like, could, if I saw him, could you I'm say? Really but here's the thing yeah. about people. I can call him. Here's the thing about having famous friends or friends that have a higher level of fame than you are. Um, I don't have one, but I wonder sometimes. I see some of these friendships around the comedy cellar. I see some comics that aren't famous with super super famous friends, mm-hmm. and I just wonder if that friendship is limited on some level. Like, in other words, can Tom Papa say to Jerry Seinfeld, and they're good friends, can he say, Jerry, what the fuck are you talking about? Mm. The fuck are you mm. talking about? Mm. To me, if you can't say to a friend, if you can't say to somebody, ah, you're being an idiot. All this, what the fuck then, are you then, talking about? Might be why you only have four friends. <laughs> well, Brooke, would, Brooke called me stupid in a text yesterday. Who did? Brooke? She said, don't be stupid. <laughs> Yeah, I think you know, friendship. Friends have to have a certain level of honesty. You know? Of course. I certainly don't throw around what the fuck are you talking about all the time. <laughs> I know. I'm but being I think a silly. friend, I think, is somebody that you should be able to say, like, dude, dude, chill. I agree. I concur. So yes. I just wonder whether the with the fame differential is is significant enough. Well, that's also different because uh, that's a specific incident uh, scenario where. Tom became friends with Jerry after he was Jerry. Right. You know, it's different like when you see some comics around here with their well, friends that, that were already friends. Right. Okay, before well, they... that's absolutely true. Right, yeah. that is true. If you become friends with somebody that's famous and they're already famous, yeah. I, I just wonder what that dynamic is. Yeah. Apparently, I only become friends with iconic people. <laughs> like, like, I noticed, I'm like, there's like Joan and Brooke and like, like it's hilarious to yeah. like the huge... The people who, who, you know, but, but we're just, we're new friends. Like, we've only hung out probably. So, yeah, so you wouldn't times. be at the what the fuck are you talking about stage anyway, even if even if she weren't famous. No, but there is that, that, that initial, you know. Yeah, early on early in a friendship, on, you if someone's s- doing something what the fuckable, yeah, you yeah, just yeah. go, I'm not going to be friends with this person right, anymore. Right, 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 right. Or you, or you like say, well, I'll let this one slide and see where it leads. Right. I don't know. She's really funny, nice. Like, we have just a. Like if if I believed in other lives, I would say Brick and I have been sisters because like we we kind of get each other. I think we both remind each other a lot of people that like I, I remind her a lot of a, a friend that she's been friends with since she was nine, and she reminds me a lot of my sister. So um, it, it, there's this weird shorthand like we already know each other, and then sometimes we have to kind of realize like I don't really know you that well at all. And like you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel like you're never truly close friends with somebody until you have a beef with them. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that way? Oh, that, that's interesting. That, well, that's, that's very... Um, that, but that, I think, is in Sylvia line... Sylvia Plath, or it, not uh, Emily Dickinson you, of you. I like you a get, look of agony yeah. because I know it's true. Most of my close friends I've had some sort of uh, tiff with and then we've uh, yeah, I think if you fixed get, it. Well, eventually, if you get that close to somebody, you know... Mm-hmm. You're, uh, well, because I, it makes you better friends if you heal a strife. Right. Well, yeah. I... I suppose. Meanwhile, Fish is on his phone. I don't I'm uh, Instagram storying this. Oh, yeah. As long as it's something related to yeah to me, I guess I can let it slide. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was close to it. What the fuck are you doing, John? <laughs> yeah. 
See, you like but it. I wouldn't say that to Judd Apatow, for example. Right. Judd Apatow, yes, Judd. Thank you, Judd. Oh, which I right. saw crashing, and you have a nice I have uh, a, scene, buddy. Uh, I have great. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Great. I well, love that. I, for those of you who didn't see it, which, by the way, I didn't see it, um, but I was there. I lived it. I, I, uh, <laughs> I was in the... First episode of HBO's Crashing, the new which, show by Judd Apatow. Which is very good. And I had, every one of the critics are saying that it's very good. I haven't seen it. As it I was said. really good. It was funny. I enjoyed it. But I was just a comic on stage doing comedy, so I wasn't a role, like, I wasn't acting. Right, no. but you also get a shout out because Val yeah. uh, comes over to the group of comics and, like, Natterman's been lit. Now, now who's so Val? So they say your who's name. Val? Val is the manager here at the club. Well, I know who Val is. I'm saying this is a rhetorical question for the, I'm, I'm going to answer that for, Val I, I is, understand that. She's a manager yes. that works... Uh, here at the Comedy Center. Yeah, the man was also in the show. She was also in the show. In other words, everybody's in the show. <laughs> I'm not in the show. I'm not, I'm in, the not show. in the show. Uh, <laughs> you'll, be in, you'll be in the show. We're not in the show. You'll be in the show. <laughs> Esty was She's hilarious. Esty, yes. the, woman, the woman who books the comedians that work at the Comedy Center, <laughs> is in the show. Yeah. In other words, being in the show, you know, with all due respect, uh... They're throwing everybody in. Well, this is a very cynical attitude here yeah. we have here. Because there's about 100,000 comedians, and there's eight of them in this one show. Well, so you're throwing there, around everybody. There's a, do- there's a, there's everybody a dozen in, and we are not in it. Like, you'll, that's but a you'll, you'll be in it, and you've done, first of all, Lynn, you've done so many things over the years. So many wonderful things. Your own, you've had your own shows. I'm not complaining. I'm very, very proud and happy about my life. But uh, I'm just saying, when I heard that Val, the manager, was yeah. in it, I said to myself... Uh-huh. <laughs> you saying you feel didn't like, feel that special. I didn't feel that special. Uh, I didn't feel that special. That's about the Presti. And I love Val, and we did karaoke together. Back we, we did a duet at Paradise. No, uh, Paradise by the Dashboard Light. That's correct. Uh, so, obviously, hacky, I right. have, well, <laughs> yeah, but it's karaoke. It's karaoke. You're supposed to be hacking. Yes, I'm yes, joking. Yes. I'm saying we have that kind of relationship that we could do Paradise by the Dashboard Light together. Quick now, aside. She, quick aside. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Best... One of my best live performances I've ever seen, certainly for karaoke, Joe List hurt so good at the little bar at Woody's. Woody's. Oh yeah. my God! It was. I really brought the heat there. He was on tables, well, and he was also seeing a girl yeah. who went up after him and like thought she was going to be able to follow him, <laughs> and just, just bombed. I really buried her. <laughs> really buried her. Sorry. Well, go ahead. Something I'd like to say. I'm just saying. So, so you know, Valerie, I have nothing against her, but. Um, I think she might have had a bigger part than me. No, so. but you uh, you get some FaceTime, a bit, and your name said. So it's kind of cool. Yeah. Well, again, you know, uh, it's a nice thing. Uh, but if I do have a chance to talk to Apatow, I'm going to have to sit him down and say, look, dude. I what the fuck? You know, I did that one as a favor. Now now the next role, you better, you better, uh, you know, you better hook a brother up with some, you know, a big part. Well, I'm looking forward <laughs> to this guaranteed role in next season you're telling yeah. me about. <laughs> well, I think that he's going to end up, if this show continues, mm-hmm. he's going to use many, many comedy seller comics. I hope so. And if I were him, I would certainly utilize Joe List. Oh, thank who you. Who is a, quite a <clears throat> unique, interesting <clears throat> individual. <clears throat> I was getting to you. <laughs> well, I'm going to be done with comedy and, by then. And, and, and Lynn, of course, is uh, a truly unique individual. What you, the fuck does that mean, Dan? What it means is you're doing something nobody's doing. What? You're doing this whole 
Auntie Lynn thing that you do. Best rape joke in the biz. <laughs> Auntie Lynn, you do a whole thing like, yeah, first of all, you're still beautiful, but you do this, but you do this whole Thanks. thing like I used to be this super hot young girl. Now I'm Auntie Lynn, and let me tell you young bitches what's up. And, and it's a very unique point of view that you're bringing to the table. And nobody else is doing it, and you do it great. Thank you. And, uh, you know, I, I mean, I think, uh, do we have agreement over here? Absolutely. From the, from the, from the, from I'm the, a big fan. <laughs> Lynn was always good, but now she's grown into this sort of character. That well, even did. 10 years ago, I remember someone saying Lynn is fearless. They, had, they were talking about you and Bill at Aspen. Bill who? Bill Burr. Bill oh, Burr. Okay. And they were saying, well, you, yeah, or, no, undeniable. Mm. Undeniably funny. Bill Burr said one of the funniest things to me anyone's ever said, and that was, he was talking about some girls I had invited to lunch with us or something at Aspen, and he, he said to me, I said, well, she was nice. And he goes, you don't count. You don't get to say who's nice. <laughs> you think everyone's nice. You're the one the serial killer would let live. <laughs> he's like, they'd find like all the duct tape and everything in the trunk, and you'd be like, he just needed to talk. <laughs> <laughs> Who said that, Bill Burr? Yeah. <laughs> I think he's on to something. <laughs> um, I wanted to talk about... Um, uh, Fish, you had a joke about Trump. Mm, yes. Where um, you said that people always say that Trump is good for comedy. They keep saying Trump is great for comedy. Right. Yeah. You know. So, so your your civilians even. So your response to that is well, I, first of all, I would say we would gladly give it up. <laughs> and secondly, I would say, uh, is that really what you want? You know, like ruin a country, but boy, did we have a chuckle. And well, then I said, saying gr Trump is great for comedy is like saying an abusive husband that knocks his wife out every night is great for her sleep schedule. That's funny. That's the punchline. Yeah. Okay. Good joke. Thanks, bud. Uh -oh. But let's now <laughs> dissect, dissect it. it. Let's dissect it. <laughs> First of all, the, country, the country's not ruined yet. Right. And if I can get a couple of jokes out of this character, I'm quite content. Now... Uh, let me put it to let me put it to you this way, Johnny. Yes. What if Trump being in office meant you got your own sitcom, or uh, whatever your dream might be in comedy? How, I, how would that be related? This is a hypothetical. Well, I'm saying that all of a sudden Trump is not so bad after all. Uh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're saying Trump is good for comedy, but it, but we'd gladly give it up. Yeah. Not so fast. Well, because I'm saying <laughs> uh, at the at the level that we're talking about, it's like. Um, you know, even just all the things that he did and, uh, you know, the inauguration and the election and, like, everyone's uh, creative juices are flowing and right. you're even right. it's helping you write in other topics, too. Mm -hmm. That's what I meant by that. I would say, like, I'd gladly give up this creative inspiration. But what if that creative inspiration led you to the great heights? Well, that's when you say uh, sometimes, you know, you have to suffer to great. All of a sudden, you'll be, sudden you'll be saying four more years. <laughs> 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 You're making uh, good from a bad, you know. Uh, but I wouldn't... I wouldn't uh, you know, it's like... Uh, I hear what you're saying. Yes. Like, Tig has this amazing... All these amazing things happening in her career right now, but do you think she would want those things to happen you, that you happened to her, that propelled her to... Uh, you're referring, of course, to... Again, Tig you Nataro. have to assume yes, that our sorry. listeners are not necessarily well, comedy that's fans. That's why you're the host. Well, I'm just saying that yeah. Tig Notaro became well-known, famous, whatever she is, because in part because she had breast cancer and, and she talked about it on stage. Yes. 
And uh, and then and that, the set that, that became uh, that became legend. The stuff yes. of legend, if you yes. will. Yes. And and uh, I haven't spoken to Tig about it, but I think you're quite right. I don't think she would. I think that was a very high price to pay. But we're not talking about breast cancer. Right. We're talking about an Iraqi guy that can't get into the country. And I'm saying. What if that leads to a sitcom? What if that leads to my sitcom? I like. I know. You like to do this thing. What was the last thing you did? I don't know. $30 million to never do stand-up well, again? Well, we'll get to that. Okay. I do want to discuss that. <laughs> oh, I'd love to discuss that. But, but, but um, I'm saying, you know, I came up with a Trump joke. I thought this Trump... $30 million. Well, I'm gonna, Give me $10,000. We're going to get, get to that. I do want to discuss that, by the way. And I yeah. didn't offer you $30 million for What that. was it? Five? Far less. Yeah, ten. Because that's an easy one. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. I do not do easy questions. 10000 okay. no, and, and, and a lobster dinner, and I'll fucking see you, boys. I guess and what we'll, I'm saying well, can is... can we get to that? Uh, now, now, now... Yes, go ahead. Assuming Trump doesn't destroy the country utterly and entirely, which is a possibility. Nuclear holocaust. A nuclear holocaust. But even then... Well, then, yeah, I'll take the sitcom if he doesn't destroy the, well, the world or the country. Well, you know, um, if, you, if I could come up with ten great super new minutes that... People uh, are going to really w- need your sitcom in the nuclear <laughs> holocaust. <laughs> if I could ten have minutes with, is a whole lot ten different than went, a sitcom. Or five minutes on Trump that went viral and, and made my career. I'd have to say, I'm glad Trump's in office. Now, unless he does something so horrific, you know, but, you know, he hasn't yet, in my opinion. How horrific? All right, so let's say this. And this is all uh, hearsay. What do you call that? What's that word? Parenthetical, hypothetical? Hypothetical. Let's say you get a sitcom for five years, but gays are now prosecuted. If it's found out they're gay, but you can be, you're the richest right, these, sitcom these are, star. These are two questions. Prosecute, nah, gays are prosecuted for being gay. Well, these are two questions. Where are you at there? This is the worst conversation. <laughs> no, I'm interested in what, I, what, you, what you're but saying. Do Lynn they is, get to know Lynn is not that happy you with decline the, the sitcom so and then they could be your fans? They, oh, that's not bad. Well, um, Can I, I get a yes-no answer? Uh, obviously, I, I'd have to say no if you're giving me the choice. What about, but, all right, but not Lynn, prosecuted, but gay marriage is illegal. But you get to be a sitcom star. They can still be gay. They just well, can't Lynn, get married. Lynn is giving me such bad energy now that well, I... Well, you just got to answer real quick. You say gay people can't get I'm married? I'm sorry, not, not giving you bad ma- energy because I really adore you, so I don't want to give you bad They're energy. They're not allowed to get married, but you're a sitcom star. Trump says no more lar of the land, no gay You know marriage. what? I'd probably be happier being a sitcom star with no gay marriage, but I couldn't do that to my dear gay friends. That's very nice okay, of you. Okay, now... Uh, I'm sorry. I'm, now we can I'm, move I'm, on. I'm exhausted. I had a long day. And, well, I, and, you, and, you, had this, long, you had a long day. I've got, I've got neck arthritis. <laughs> Is that real? You do? I do was you want me to rub your neck for you? You've been diagnosed? Well, I went to the doctor because my shoulder don't move. I got frozen shoulder. Do you want me to rub it for you? Yeah, but you can't rub it from where you're sitting. You can certainly rub it later. Uh, I'll rub it for you. This weekend. And I have this this wonderful, like... Over brunch with Brooke Shields. Shut but up. but, but um, I no, I went to the doctor for you know I'm 47. This is what happens. Everything falls apart. I had, yeah, it does. I have I had a frozen shoulder. I can't move. And he says, Oh, you got arthritis in your neck. I said, I want a second opinion. He said, You're ugly. <laughs> maybe oh, it's, maybe it was too much cunnilingus. That's an, that's an old. Oh come on, Lynn. What? Uh, that's a, it's a wonderful corny old bit. I'm sorry. It's hilarious. Well, it's no. That's I'm the laughing. Po- the inside. point is, it's not hilarious. It's it's corny, but the hilarious part is that I, anyhow. Um, no, go on. Talk more about uh, the ho- nuclear holocaust. Well, Lynn, what, if, if there's anything you'd want to discuss, do you want to talk about how much it would take for you to not do comedy again? Yeah, I mean, right now. Yeah. Not much. <laughs> well, I was no. having. 
No, go on. Go on. I want to hear about what you want to... I'll listen. I'm sorry. I'm bad. Well, no, I wouldn't... I, I do want to discuss... Um, first of all, I, I, I have to point out that Noam left me in the lurch. Mm. And, and, and Chris Montella quit. So I'm all She did? Alone. Yeah, she oh. quit. So she's not here anymore. So it's just me facing a ho- a three hostile witnesses. <laughs> <laughs> now, well, uh, I mean, you have to understand. Like, I, I was literally called, asked to come in. I got here. You guys were like, oh, we thought you were getting, like, let's talk about why you didn't bring Brooke. No, I didn't, I didn't say, why didn't you bring Brooke? I said, you have a friendship with Brooke. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, I mean, and then we moved friendship. on. Then we moved on to to uh, to uh, Liz's marriage. Mm. Then we moved on to John Fish's bit about uh, Trump. True. So you know, these are just. I thought it was an interesting thing, and now, uh, you know, I mean, it's not easy to fill the hour. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, I mean, frozen shoulder will only take you so far. <laughs> Neck arthritis will buy you two minutes. I was curious to see how far you would let your career go in exchange for these Trump rules. Well, but but you're talking about here's the thing. There's two questions. Number one is if I had to make a decision, gay mm-hmm. people can't get married, but you become a star, I would have to choose not becoming a star. Right. If you're asking, in what world would I be more happy in? A world where gay people can't get married, but I'm a star, or a world where gay people can get married, but I got to do Bananas Poughkeepsie this weekend. <laughs> and I'm telling you... You don't want that, that on your I conscience. That I would be happier in the gay people can't get married, but... But you're not going to do that. Well, we've discussed that, but yeah. what... Would you allow to happen in exchange for your sitcom that you wouldn't be upset if about? If I was making the decision, that means you came to me and said, Dan, you, you, you decide whether you become a star and what this thing happens. I'd say that probably the least thing I would say that people that make cakes have a right not to make cakes for gay marriage. If they want uh. to. I would say, well, I'll let that happen in exchange for a good career. Because you can get a cake somewhere else. Right. I don't understand why you would want to eat a cake. And that's another thing. From yeah. people if they don't want to make, make you a, you cake, a cake. I don't want to eat somebody's hate cake at my wedding. Hate hate cake. Hate cake hate is cake not going to be good. Hate cake is is is, is going to have jizz and awful stuff in it. I like a cake with jizz either way. <laughs> Sorry, that was too too much. <laughs> Like, I love making up my mind. <laughs> Are you going to be making love tonight? Uh, I don't know about tonight. I'll, maybe I'll try. But there's certain nights where I know love making is going down, but it's not in the air right now, but it certainly is a chance. But not guaranteed. Well, You know what I mean? You go a few days, and it's Saturday, and you both have nothing to do the next day. You're probably going to get laid that night. But right now it's up in the air. I hope so. I always hope to get laid. Or make love. I like how you go from love making to getting laid. Well, that's like, the same thing, really. Well, Bro. again, what we discussed at the top of the show is that love making and getting laid are not the same thing. Dan doesn't think it's the same. Well, I mean, love making is what you know is what you did. Uh, what they used to do in the seventies. But the know? activity is the same. It just depends Danny, on who you're talking about. It's with Doctor Hook. What are you looking kind of lonely, girl? <laughs> Would you like someone new? That's love making. That's like the difference between making. saying now, but, somebody's now, hot. What you going to do with all that junk, all that junk right. inside your trunk? That's not love making. <laughs> or loving you is easy. Yeah, that's th- that's love making. That's love making. So, Danny, what's your line in the sound? Can we talk about that? This okay, is, I want to. What's your line in the sand sexually? I, well, my line in the sand in terms of what? Would I you, you you meet a woman tonight at the bar after after this after yeah. this hot podcast. She sees you as a as a fucking 
you know, talent that's been overlooked over all these years <laughs> comes over to you and says, anything you want, Dan Natterman. So you're saying, what's my line in the sand, meaning what I won't do? Yeah, what would you say, okay, I want everything, but I, this, well, it depends I'm not going to Well, it depends on the young lady. You know, she does, we, we didn't I, say if she was young or not. Well, <laughs> it depends on the oh, lady. Oh, yeah, she's 85. <laughs> it depends on the lady. The line in the sand might be, I don't want to do anything if, if it's not a woman that I find uh, attractive. No, but you find her attractive. Super-duper attractive? Yeah. Yeah, I don't... You know, we are talking about the butt earlier. Uh, I prefer not to do that um, for various reasons. Not the least of which is a potential mess. <laughs> uh, that... Uh, now you got that shoulder uh, arthritis to worry about too. Let's not forget. Well, yeah, I'm in like the state, the shape I'm in, the shape I'm in, the shape I'm in. I should probably be on the bottom because yeah. I'm an old arthritic man. But um, yeah, I don't typically don't do the butt. Now I remember. I what, hate being on the top. I hate that. Hmm. Well, why would you hate that? I'm, I'm old and bigger, and it's, everything's sloppy and floppy. I, I don't want to be on top anymore. That's a young girl's position. Well, um, I, I think you're. I think you're top worthy. I'll be top <laughs> backwards, like reverse cowgirl. Oh, reverse cowgirl. I love that. <laughs> that's I'm just a, that's his signature move. I'm you know? a big fan. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I'll do that. You can watch TV. Well, I think you're plenty top worthy. I, Thank I never, you. you know, in my estimation. Well, you guys are really uh, clicking sweet to each other. Well, we well, have Dan. Uh, Dan well, and I have been friends for a long we're time. For a long we time, I do feel like I insulted Lynn with the whole Brooke thing. You I, did not. I, I mean, first of all, she would have come tonight. She's giving a speech in uh, Florida. Otherwise, she would have come. In fact, she even wrote me and tried to see if she could get out early so she could come back early. And um, so she would have come. So she'll come another time. Okay. And and uh, she'll come, and you'll meet her. Well, I, I'd like to meet her, yeah. I don't... Uh, and I'd like her to meet you, because I told her how funny you were, and she'll think you, she would love to oh, see well, you. I, I mean, you know, fan, look, I, I'm... A comedy jo- Joe List, you're in your... Th- I believe you're 30-something. I'll be 35 in a couple of weeks. You, you, so you don't really get it. But you oh, see, back, right. back in the 70s, uh-huh. Brooke Shields was it. Oh, I'm familiar with Brooke Shields, Yeah. You know, she yeah, but she was she. I mean, the the, the like I know you, I know you're familiar with her, but like she was, she's iconic. She for beat us. Carrie Fisher, yes. all them out of the water. Like she really was. Like for us, she's iconic. Now yes. I don't know. You're from the girls thir- and boys. May, you're from the 30s. Maybe Punky Brewster was 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 for you the thing. I don't know what went on. Yeah. Now you wouldn't know about my generation. But my generation, people can't understand other people's generations. That's for sure. Well, there is a 30... You know, here in the comedy world, I'm trying to relate it back to comedy as much as I can, there is this there's this invasion of the 30-somethings. Now, me, John, and I don't want to reveal Lynn's age, but I'm 40-something. I'm 49. Lynn is Almost 49 and, and, and still looking good. Very good. But why are you looking at me like that? Boy, oh, boy. Because, I, 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 I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't think I am, but I, I think that's okay because I'm going through menopause and I'm older and, you know, I'm just embracing who I am. Well, here we got these two. Now, Joe List, the other night you said to me, you said, uh, I got off stage, you said, wow, great stuff, or whatever you said. All right. I don't know what it well, You said Joe's something. very supportive. And I said to you, I got to be. You know why? You. <laughs> because these 30-something comics are all coming on strong. But I feel that way about the 20-something comics. It's a very competitive field. Well, the 20-something comics are not... Most of them are just too green to go anywhere. But they're gunning. They're coming. 
Yeah, but I'll say something. Can I say something for these 30-something comics? They're generous. They're generous people. They, they, they want to bring us all with them. They're, they're, they're looking for, they're looking at to, they're, they, you know, I was talking to Jermaine Fowler. He's like, we're going to get everybody on the show. Like, they want to they help everybody out. They want to get everybody. I think that's sweet. I think they're way more generous than we were ever Well, were. I didn't have much generosity to give at that time. Um, whether I would have been generous or not, I, I, I hope I would have been. I'd like to think of myself as that kind of person. But, but you've got people like List and, and, and Mark Normand. And uh, who else we got? Sean Donnelly. Sam, Sam Morrill. Gary Veter. Yeah, Gary Veter. And they're sweeter. They're a kinder group than we were. Do you don't think you so? Oh, my God. We're on the road. I don't know about this Norman character. No, he's a nice enough. No, Mark Norman and Joe List are throwing a fucking orange in the green room. Yeah. And aggravating. Aggravating beyond belief. Uh, this is Just, the first I'm hearing of this. No, you know this. And they're having fun and, and they're throwing it and I'm getting we're getting ready and, and we're opening for Louie. And Mark Norman said something about me whether under his breath, whether or not I was a squirter or something. Oh yes. Hey, and I I pull you know, I, I it was I'm going through menopause, it was hot in this green room and I kinda of pulled myself together because I was worried about this orange. Going to hit me in the head that they were throwing like a baseball, but it was funny to watch, right? So next thing I know, Norman, about a half hour later, comes into the room where I'm getting ready, and he's like, "I'm sorry, did, did I insult you or hurt your feelings?" And I said, "What? What the fuck are you talking?" I didn't even know what he was talking about, and he goes, "What I said about the squirting thing." I go, "No, it was the fucking orange that was bothering me. I was afraid I was going to get hit with that orange." And he goes, "Oh." Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Is it that I come back in? And this one... List. List. Goes, hey, I'm sorry about the orange. I'm like, oh my God, you guys are so funny. Like, we grew up with Patrice and them who would have then hit you with the orange. Who would have been like... You know, that's true. I don't yourself. know if this generation has a Patrice in the 30-something generation. They don't. They don't have a, they don't have an Atel either, I don't think. Atel... David Tell. You know what I mean? I mean that yeah. as a compliment. No, like, yeah. That was all like kind towards you guys because no, I thought I it was very it. sweet. I thought you guys were sweet and cute about it. I'm excited to be here. I'm a little nervous. I get nervous on stage mostly because I'm self-conscious about my looks and a lot of you are probably like, how come? You're adorable and I appreciate that. <laughs> That's what you were thinking. If you laughed out loud, probably you weren't thinking that. Uh, I'm mostly self-conscious about my teeth. I was talking to my buddy the other day. I was confiding in him. I was like, man, I'm really self-conscious about my teeth. And then he looked at him and he goes, dude, all you need is some crest whitening strips. I was like, thanks, man. I'm actually self-conscious that they're crooked, but... Uh, what the hell? Let's throw yellow in there. It's... That's like somebody going, hey, do I look fat in this? I'm like, well, you've gotten uglier, so it's hard to say. I'm like, oh, all right. I got self-conscious. I got new glasses recently. I feel good about them, though. I didn't get an eye exam for 12 years. It's a long time to go without an eye exam, right? Do you know why I didn't get an eye exam for 12 years? I thought that I could not afford an eye exam. And then I went to get an eye exam. Uh, do you guys know? An eye exam costs $40 in New York City. I showed up with $2,000 in my pocket. I saved up for a decade like an orphan with all of my money. I was like, just let me see again. They're like, that'll be 40 bucks. I was like, are you fucking with me? Probably should have Googled that at some point. 
I was skipping meals throughout my 20s. People were like, do you want to go to Chipotle? I'm like, I'm saving up for eyesight, but maybe one day, we'll see. My friend told me I should get uh, contact lenses. People always tell you that as though you've never heard of contact. Like, you ever heard contacts? I'm like, what is this? Contact lenses? And I tell him, I'm like, I'm too nervous about putting my finger in my eye. My buddy goes, well, you should get laser eye surgery then. Mm. Well, that's a good progression. Uh, I'm nervous about having, putting my finger in my eye. Maybe I should have a stranger shoot a laser into it. That's like going to the doctor and like, I'm afraid of needles. Would you mind stabbing the blood out of me with a... I appreciate it. Well, these people you're naming, Patrice and Attell, are once-in-a-lifetime yeah, guys. I, I, that, well, that's what I'm saying. Well, Patrice would probably be about 48 by now. Attell is about 50 by now, 51. Um, but we haven't seen Attell since, I don't think. I mean, has there been anyone in the in these further generations? Is there an Attell in the... Even in, in our generation, there's no other... You know, one night I was here working. It was one of the moments when I... Like, weird comedy moments. And I went home, it was like three in the morning, and Attell called me. It was when Joan was alive. And he said, hey, he was asking me about the road, and um, asked me about Stanford and Sons or something, and I, I told him. And, and then about 20 minutes into the conversation, I realized, I think he's just bored. <laughs> like, he's just up late, and I'm going to make a conversation with David Tell. So in my mind, I'm like, fucking David Tell and I are just having... Are we friends now? Like, this is so exciting to me. So I stay on the phone with him until my phone literally starts to die. Like, it's getting hot and it's dying. And I'm like, I, you know, Dave, I, I got to go <laughs> yeah. hang up with him. And I'm like, that was one of the coolest things ever. But, and I called Debbie Perlman. Who right. I know Of our age. And I tell Debbie, she goes, oh, that's really cool. And I thought... How many people do I have in my life that I can tell who will, who will understand that that's cool? Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's just because he, in our class, he was, like, the biggest man on campus. Yeah, Let me ask John you this. Has, John is raising his hand. I, I addressed the, yes, the... Uh... So, uh, you knew Attell was Attell when he was 35? I mean, when I first saw... I mean, of course, my, my judgment there, I guess I was a little less... Um, comedy savvy, but yeah, I, since when I was in my 20s, Attell mm -hmm. was already considered holy shit, yeah. David Attell. So you're saying, who's the guy, who's that the woman, says, that they holy go on, shit. everybody goes down and watches. Yes, in the 30-somethings. In the Gaffigan, Attell, right, Geraldo. But in, among the 30-somethings, is there such a person? Because Attell was already Attell when he was like 30. No, I think Attell is still that guy. I don't think yeah. we have a guy that's Right, you're young. saying nobody's come since Attell. I don't think, not, not to that level, I don't think. Yeah, well, I would but agree with you. Maybe yeah. Louis for you guys, don't you think? Yeah, but Louis no, but started Louis's before But Louis Attell. also 48 years old. Right. So, so Louis is also that generation. Well, you know, my money's on list over here. Uh, <laughs> but, well, but, I'm trying very and, hard. But, but, but speaking of money, let's, have, let's make a hard segue, if we could, back to the, that question. The question I'd ask you, uh, I'd ask you, I think, uh, there was a couple of questions, but how much to sell your entire act? So you could still do stand-up, but every joke you've ever written... Uh, how much would you how much would you sell it for the the minimum price if I offered you say half a million dollars for every joke you've ever written would you would you take that offer can I keep one uh, like a few favorites I don't think uh, you heard that, me that I've been in the last that I've written in the last six months I don't believe you understood the question no I'm, I'm just the sort question of, is uh, every, every joke, joke you've ever written okay. and he gets, no, and he gets no credit 
or those are just dead jokes? Hey, those are dead jokes. They're dead jokes. Nobody used them. They go into the dead joke file, and you get your half a million. And but if anyone, ever, million. if anyone I mean, sees people, them people. or hears them, he gets credit. They're still his jokes. I suppose. Okay. Tax-free. I suppose. I'll make it tax-free. Yeah, I can do that. How about you, Lynn? With million. I'm, you say a million's the minimum? I think I would do half if it's tax-free, which basically is. I a mean, million. I would yeah. do that in a heartbeat because all the jokes I have, I either don't use the ones I use currently. I'm going to try to put on a special, right. and that special certainly not going to pay five hundred thousand yeah. dollars. Right, right. But, but, but that's why I was like, can I keep like this two or know, three jokes that I actually like doing still? Okay, now <laughs> let's let's change the question now. A little more complicated or a little more difficult. Uh, you never do stand-up comedy again. You're finished as a stand-up comic. You can podcast. You can do my podcast. You can write. You can write. You can act. You cannot do stand-up comedy. And I'm going to offer you a million dollars to tax never do stand-up again. again. Uh, should we make it tax-free, Lynn? Yeah. Make it Ta- tax-free. tax-free. Well, let me call the dealer. Well, hold on a second. This will be like deal or no deal. Okay. Uh-huh. All right. Okay, I'll tell him. A million dollars tax-free. I would probably do it. Because as we've discussed before, I'm more into the the writing the, uh, of the joke. Well, we, so I would be able to still write jokes. I just couldn't could, do them on stage that's myself. That's correct. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. You can write them. Uh, knock yourself out. Yeah. God bless you. you I mean, be, I could be a writer for somebody or something. Well, you certainly could. Yes, yes, but yes, you're yes. never getting on that stage again. Right. You, you mean you know you can come down here and hang out? I guess you're not sitting at this table. <laughs> <laughs> Well, then that's a different story, Dan. You know, uh, then we'll say, oh, there's You can gone. sit next to it. <laughs> I have to do the podcast from over there. You're, oh, you're not going to be invited on you're the podcast. You're not going to do the podcast. <laughs> he just said I could well, do the I, podcast. Well, I lied. But it's too late. You made the deal. No, um, Joey? I'm gonna, I think I'd have to say no to that because my mental health is, a, is an issue, and I try to, I have to, I'm a, I'm a bit of a nut, but I feel the best in my life after I've performed stand-up comedy. And See, I have a fair amount of money in the bank, and I make, I make an okay living doing comedy, so I'm going to keep doing comedy because I enjoy the, okay, we'll the talk performance. To, we'll talk to you in 10 years. Lynn. <laughs> I, I, I'm taking the deal. I would act and write, and I, I would just do tell funny stories to sick children. Million dollars goes pretty this quick. You're mi- relying on this writing well, This is job. a million tax-free dollars. That's yes. number one. Right. It's okay, that's good. a lot of money. You invest that in good quality government paper. Blue chip stock and real estate. Yeah, you're not going to Tracy Morgan it. But also, yeah. this I'm is. I'm not what, getting rim. What, what Natterman said was very important. He said, see you in 10 years. Like, I've been doing this for 17, 18 years. Not as long yeah. as you, Danny, but. Uh, well, I'm not far. Not right. far. So, I, I don't like you calling me an old relic. No, you just have been doing it longer. Uh, but I also feel like I get uh, considered uh, less. Uh, in the game because I came from Boston. You know, I had like a few years there. Um, but it is uh, kind of a young man's game running around, traveling. Can I ask a question, though? Go ahead, Lynn Coblitz mm-hmm. has the floor. What if you could trade your level of success right now, wherever you, wherever you perceive it to be, for the exact, same, yeah. the exact same level of success in a similar art that is not com- a comedy and not acting. So you could be a musician, a pastor, uh, a, an artist, an actual so a painter. Pa- a pastor? Well, yeah, like a like a you mean like maybe a, a reverend. 
But like a like in like one of those big evangelical ones, like you get to be able to be really. Oh, well, I have no interest in that. But go ahead. <laughs> but I'm trying to think of something, you know, things that right. still put you in yes. the. So you could um, you're trading. You'd be a musician, of, but you'd be at the same level you are now. You wouldn't yeah, okay, be more okay. famous. You'd be right. you know as the famous level, as yeah. you are. Um, and maybe an artist, an actual visual artist, right. um, musician, yeah. songwriter. What would you trade it for? You Wait, had to trade, I it, had for to trade it for one other. Oh, that's easy for me. Or, or a musician, a piano uh, player, singer. What, what, what I, would, I would like plates. to be a sports broadcaster. Yes, that's great. Hey, touchdown. See? <laughs> but is it, that's interesting. Like that, I love know. that. That's yeah, but is, is that an artist? I, I don't know. Yes, I, I, you I, count I, would, that. I take that. I take that. It definitely, I would take. I just don't take actor because I think comics and actors are, are close. But I would take. I would even take a news anchor. Um, Fish, what would you do? I love oof. that for you, Joe. I think that was honest. Thank you. Mm. Good answer. Good answer. Gosh, that is <laughs> tough. Good answer, Joe. I don't know. I guess maybe leaning towards like uh, like a sculptor or something like that. Ooh, but and that's what about a sports writer? You like sports? You're I a writer. Do like I do I like th- that. I think yeah. I would take comedy writer. Oh, that's, no! It that's, can't, can't have to do with comedy. Thing. You can yeah. be like a spoken word poet. Oh, okay. Uh, well, no, I'm not going to take spoken word poet. <laughs> I've seen you do spoken word poetry a couple of times. Well, I'm one of the right best. downstairs here. But uh, <laughs> you could be a non-comedy writer. What, what would the equivalent of a musician be at our level? What would that be exactly? I think that would be pretty successful. I mean, I think like, be like somebody who plays jazz brunches. That'd be no. like a, <laughs> that'd be like a wedding. Are we wedding singers? No, no. Like the band. You know, that'd be the level like band of horses. I think. No, like a, you'd like be like, a good I would band. say like Dave Matthews Band. Well, like, Dave yeah. Matthews is pretty big. Yeah, he's playing stadiums, but definitely a touring successful band because you got to go percentile. Wait. Like if yeah. you think, consider all comedians, all yeah. four of us are in the top one we're or two percentile. Top, I was going to say we're we're not as low well, as I you think like we are. Star, <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what, the, what about Starland Vocal Band. Would that be our level? Um. Because I'll take that. I mean, but modern version. I don't want to be having, you know, you know Starland Vogel Band. No. Afternoon Delight? Oh, yeah. Going to sky, sky yeah, baby, going to hold her tight. Going to make some afternoon delight. No, mu- musicians, there's, so there's a bigger following. I can have a couple of hits. Yes. And I would take a musician, sure. Yeah. Musicians have a bigger following than comedy because music is a bigger art form than comedy. But if you go by percentage of where we're at considering comedians... Yeah, the level of our success in comedy is a higher level of success in music. Right? I would be an evangelical minister. Well, there aren't a lot of women in that line of work, but that would be interesting. I would like that. Yeah, I'd have my own show. What'd you say, Danny? I said a musician. Oh. I mean, He'd be a musician. A, a musician, musician. Given if the if the, my level of music would be somebody with maybe a few hits, you yeah. know, maybe I think maybe so. maybe the Hooters. You know, remember the Hooters. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Something like, you know, at that level, I'd, I'd probably take the Hooters. Mm. What was their big one? Uh, uh, their, big right one on was, uh, um, their big one was Where Did the Children Go? But that was, and we danced. And we danced. And we danced. Yeah. That was How about this? One. You can never do comedy again, or you can never have sex again. You can do comedy, but not have sex, or you can have sex and not do comedy. I'd never, I'd never have sex again. That's but, a tricky well, one, right? Well, by never have sex, are you including all manner- masturbation with someone else involved? You can masturbate and do comedy. Can you have? We're or- almost there. Well, can you have oral sex? No oral sex, unless you can do it by yourself. <laughs> You're saying no interaction. Which with is the, the next question? Look at the mouth on this man. That's just mean. That's just mean to you're, give you're him saying, luscious lips like that and tell him he can't have oral sex. You're saying no 
Um, <laughs> no, no interaction with the, with the opposite sex of any kind. Physical, you, uh, physical, physical and, yeah, physical interaction. Or, I mean, you can and, you can fight them. Or never do comedy. I must say, I think we're going full right. circle. You can't make love, but you can have sex. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I can't. Inter- can. Well, let's say intercourse. You can. I guess you can get a nice blowjob occasionally. Well, uh, you know, you really backed down. Yeah. <laughs> you can't get a blowjob. I'm sorry, the phone's not working with the the, the, the deal guy. Um, <laughs> if if the answer is, n- it would be hard either way. I, I must say because this is my only self esteem comes from and my only source of income comes from comedy. How am I going to make a living if I can't? Uh, you can fuck yeah. for a living. I can fuck for a living. Okay. <laughs> okay. What about this? You you could be Donald Trump's personal comedian like at the White House like the White House comedy jester jester. (laughs) right do I have to wear the jester outfit (laughs) and make make a lot of money or you have to work at like Gladys's comedy room for the rest of your life and make nothing and but you can do whatever you want there's no limitations. You, you can mean make fun of him. You can do whatever you want. Oh, if I can make fun of him? But but that, the only gigs I get are Donald Trump gigs. In other words, that's all I get. i got to be Donald Trump's personal. Right. Uh, that's it's only it. Donald Trump. That's right. And, and you're pro-Trump well, all the way. You can never make fun of him. It's, it's all. Well, I thought you said I could make fun of him. No, because you're like his jester, like his personal monkey. No, if you're at Gladys's, you can make fun of him. Oh. Yeah, at Gladys's, you can do whatever you want. Oh, that's so hard. Uh, a, su- a suicide is not a uh, <laughs> is not a, a third option. And you and you make a decent living as as Trump's monkey. I don't think I could be Trump's monkey. I guess I got to go to Gladys's. But that that would be a difficult decision, obviously. <laughs> it really would. Yeah. I, as much as I love Gladys. You actually look upset about this. <laughs> well, because yeah, that's because really a no-win situation. You're asking me, yeah, either be completely impoverished, or or be Trump's bitch. So I mean, this is a you know I mean. It's a lose-lose. It's, it's a lose-lose situation. Yeah. So I, you know, I don't know. Can um, fuck all you want. Well, that was a separate question. Yeah, I know. Um, how about you, sex or comedy? That's that's tricky. But I, but you can masturbate. You can. Yes, you can. Now I'm thinking I do comedy and I masturbate with my wife in the room. Can I do that? Well, you, yeah, but your wife, she could end up leaving you because, you know, you can't provide her with... Uh, well, she could always, you know, jam uh, dildos inside of uh, Well, body. I think you'd have to talk that over with your wife and say, look, I got this deal. I know it sounds crazy. <laughs> this guy came up I, to me after a show. I think she'd say take the deal. She said, uh, <laughs> you know, I can, I can do comedy, but I can't have sex with you or, you know. But once again, I'd be saying you can't have sex anymore, but um, we can still continue to have an apartment. I mean, I make a, a living here. Can I change it to... Uh, John has another scenario. You can't... You only get to do the one that you choose. Uh, so you can do comedy, whatever, and once a year you can have sex. Or you can have sex and sex and sex, and once a year you I, get you to know, do comedy. You know, John, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to love with you straight up. I, I don't have sex that much more than once a year. <laughs> so you would take that. <laughs> the uh, last time I had sex was... Um, Oh my God! Oh boy, arthritis. I I I, well, I got oral sex a few months back, but yeah, it's been a while. That's nice. You received oral sex with no other. Huh? I gotta bounce out to Wait, the. What are you doing? Uh, Tom Papa's Village oh, Underground okay. show. Well, have but fun. Thanks for having me, guys. Good to see you. Good nice to, see to see you. you. And, uh, I don't know if Joe knows all this about you, Dan, but Danny's quite the Renaissance man. Like he, you know, he's a pilot. Oh wow. Well, I have that. Uh, <laughs> I have a pilot license. I haven't used it in a long time he for speaks French. financial reasons. 
Mm-hmm. And, and the arthritis French. can't help. Pardon? That arthritis can't help no, the, the uh, joystick. No, the arthritis. I don't really feel it usually, but every now and again there's a jolt in my Every now and again it's like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like a jolt. I feel it in my arm. I see. It's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just, you know, but... Um, now, you're a guy. Let me ask you this yeah, while we have a time, because I'm going to go. Yeah. You seem well, like a guy. we're almost done. we got seven to eight, you know. You seem like a guy I'm sweating. Yeah, doesn't get that much joy out of making people laugh. I mean, I'm belly laughing over here, yeah. and you look just unaffected by it. If I got to laugh like that, I'd be on, I'd be on the wall, off well, the moon, you know, whatever the no, term no, well, is. Well, I don't show it. I'm, you know, it's, I'm like, uh, you know, I'm, you get joy I'm laughing on the inside. I, 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 I agree with you. My, my best therapy is comedy, and when I have a good set with a new joke, that can carry me 20, 30 minutes. But I see you on stage. It doesn't look like you're having that much fun. I say afterwards, I say, what a great set. I'm a big fan. You go, buh, and then you kind of walk away. You're getting laughs here. You, don't, you look very uh, unaffected by it. Well, there's, there's truth to what you say. I've been at this a long time, Joe. You know, I've been... I... Uh, me too, by the way. You guys are talking to me like I'm 17 years in here. Are I'm you not... 17? Yeah. I'm not some we guy started that at just 18? showed up. You started at 18 I years started old? at 18, and I'm 35 now. Wow. Yeah, but you're hopeful and positive and sweet, and that's what we're responding to. Yeah. But, but I mean, um, there's some truth you're saying. Well, yeah, there's some truth to what I'm saying is that, you know, I've been doing this a long time, so the thrill is not going to be what it was when I was 25 or 30, you know. And, mm-hmm. Um... But, no, I do feel very good if I have a new joke right. that works. Okay? That, to me, is the greatest thrill. A new joke that works. An old joke that works, eh. Yeah. You know, who cares? I would say you're one of my favorite comedians. Well, thank you Mine, so much. too. I appreciate it. Without a doubt. Like, I, I, I actually, if I see that Dan's on the lineup, I will watch him. Me, too. My, girl, my girlfriend as well. We're all big fans. I tell friends to watch him. Like, I'll be like, oh, Dan's here. Let's stay and watch him. Here's something you need to know about me. I, 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 I hate to uh, be insulted, but I don't love compliments either. I like that sweet zone where, where I'm being ignored. Yes. Yeah, but I mean, I, right I, now, I'm not, I mean, you know, I'm not blowing smoke no, up your butt. Right. I mean, I'm just telling I'm you. I'm just saying. I, yeah, oh, no, hey, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not trying to blow cum on your ass. I'm just saying I think you're a terrific comedian. Well, thank you, Joe. And, <laughs> and, 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 and I haven't seen you in a while, but uh, I well, enjoy what you do as well. Oh, well, thank you very and much. And Lynn knows she's one of the greatest. I have an album out. I don't, you know what? I, I honestly don't care. Yeah. You don't care? I, I, that's so weird. I, I just don't care. I, I, I care that that um, people laugh, mm-hmm. but I don't care if if like you know, if the somebody fun- comes up to me and goes, oh, I don't think you were the funniest. And I'm like, give it the fuck. I, I, I don't... I, I honestly just... You know, I no one ever sees me write. I write a lot, but I don't write... In public, really, I always just kind of do it on my own, and I just feel like this is a great job to be able to have. And I just, you know what I mean? Like I don't, I don't yeah. really care public opinion about it. I just care that people laugh when I'm down there. Yeah. Well, that is public opinion. If they're laughing, that's the, their opinion. Yeah, but I'm talking about like that shut-in opinion on Instagram and. Right. Hmm. You know what I mean? Well, not really, because if you want the audience to laugh, you, you want their approval. When you're on stage, okay. yes. But you don't when care I'm about... I'm talking about, like, people who don't always really know your act and don't really know... No. When we're commenting on each other... Yeah. Like, I can tell you, I think Joe List is hilarious, but yeah, I've watched you. his act a million times now, and I, yeah. and, and I'm, I know whereof I speak. Is some fuck not from right, Table right. 3. I'm sorry, can I not curse Yeah, on of course this? you can. Um, this is the internet, baby. 
I mean, this is satellite radio. Well, it's both. Yeah, but like some other, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't care about an uninformed. Yeah, okay, I hear what you're saying. You know right, what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I'm I, in the I, dog park one day talking to someone, and, and she said exactly what you just said about Trump. She goes, the Trump thing that's got to be giving you guys lots of material. And I go, you know, frankly, I don't find it very funny. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, <laughs> I'm not at a place where I can laugh about it, really. So she goes, well, what do you tell jokes about? I go, I don't know, you know. And and I, the only I could think was my rape joke. Mm-hmm. So I said, I don't know, I have a joke about rape that does well. And she goes, well, that's, I don't think that's funny at all. And I was like, well... You yeah. haven't even heard the joke. Well, fuck that lady. And she goes, don't be defensive. And I was talking about this with Louie. He goes, I hate when people say don't be defensive because they're being offensive. Right. That's why you're being defensive. Right. right. Well, that lady sucks. That's what I say to that. Um, Are you going to make love tonight, Joe? I'm going to try. I'm going to try my damnedest to make love tonight. Do you ever sneak it in on her? Like, do you ever just, like, kind of poke her with it? No, I just say, hey, how do you feel about making love? And then she'll say, "Uh, I don't feel like it. And I'll say, all right. Or she'll go, all right, fine, let's do it. Now, were you the kind of people that, like, she's like, and I'm, I'm always curious when people have been dating a long time, like, where she's like, let me take a shower. Like, are you, like, do you have to, like, get all cleaned up? Um, no. She likes to have sex before a shower so she can shower after and clean up. Yeah. Interesting. I like it anyway. I you like guys, it anyway. You guys, I you guys live together. We do. Okay. Yeah, we live and love and we <laughs> just but share long, it all. And this has been about a year going on? What, the engagement or the relationship? Well, the relationship. The relationship's six years. Oh, okay. Okay. And we've lived together since May. But before that, we lived two blocks apart. And she's a, she's a comic. There. She's a comedian. A wonderful comedian. She is? Yes, her name is Sarah Talamash. Yeah, because Lynn, I don't think, dates... Well, she has in the past, but I think most of her boyfriends have not been comedians. They've been not really. gorgeous hunks. Um, you know, she, Lynn dates uh, young, beautiful boys. I usually... I, I like a young, beautiful guy. But, and, you know, I'll take an old, sad one, too. But lately, I, I'm not... You know, I've kind of been seeing someone, but I'm not really interested. I, I, I'm, I'm happy... Hanging out with the dog and writing. Yeah, I, did, I think I did see you with somebody recently. I'm not, I think. I don't know. I don't know if that was a love interest or, or what have you. But <laughs> Young guy. All right. Was it? Yeah. Anyway, we, we actually are uh, we are finished for the, for the evening. We're out of time. Are we? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I got to run to another comedy. We do, we do an hour. I got to uh, run to another comedy gig. Where you and then I'm back here again. Okay. Yeah. Very exciting night. Very exciting life here in the that comedy world. That is exciting. World. Say hi to Sarah for us. I will. Uh, we thank. Uh, I'd like to thank John Fish, who is uh, somewhere else. Uh, Joe List and Lynn Coplets. Thank you, Tanny. Thank yeah, you thanks for, for coming. Us. Well, thank you for coming. It's a Good pleasure. to see you, Joe. Nice to see you. I enjoyed and, being uh, here. Well, thank you. And uh, we enjoyed having you. Now, uh, we'll be back uh, next week with another episode of the Comedy Seller Show on XM. And maybe I'll bring Brooke. Well, it's, uh, it's up to you. Ooh, doggy. Yeah. We don't need her, but if she wants to come. <laughs>